Welcome to the Investing Tutor Podcast, the show for professionals looking to master the most up-to-date strategies needed to build wealth and provide a stable financial future. Here's your host, Dr. Hans Boateng. Hey friends, Dr. Hans here, the Investing Tutor. And as always, I have an incredible episode for you today. Friends, we're going to be talking about couples being financial opposites. So I don't know if you've heard this quote. It says, financial opposites attract, but later they attack. And friends, money is a big topic in life, in relationships. It impacts so many areas of our life. And if this topic of money is not handled well in relationships, it tends to cause a never-ending cycle of challenges and problems. Friends, money is the number two cause for divorce, and it's right behind infidelity, meaning cheating, which is number one. So money disagreements is a huge important topic, which I want our generation to begin paying closer attention to because it's very important to realize that individuals might be different with the approach to money. So how do couples differ? Well, one might be frugal and the other might love to spend. One couple might prefer saving money. The other might want to be adventurous to invest it. We all know some people love to have a budget for everything. Well, what if you are married to someone who doesn't like feeling burdened by a restricted budget? What about the most popular topic, being debt-free or realizing that debt is just a part of life? So then you just get better at managing it and then paying it off over time. So friends, you can see how there are different views when it comes to money. And our financial habits are rooted in our upbringing and childhood, right? We don't realize how those times of our life influence our approach or our philosophy when it comes to money. And if you haven't realized, these childhood experiences with money or the things that we picked up tends to be the main key dominating factor with how we approach money. So growing up, I've realized that I am extremely generous. Now, I don't say that to try to sound good or for you to be like, oh, wow, Hans is so generous. No, that's not the point. I want to take you back to my childhood to explain why I've adopted this generous gene. So it traces back to my aunt. Her name is Maggie. Every single time I visited Maggie, every time, and I probably visited her at least three times or four times a year. Every single time I visited Maggie, you won't leave her side without some cash. And I kid you not, she was so generous. So I always looked forward to visiting Maggie. Now seeing this generosity from my childhood and this aunt of mine, she didn't do this for only me. She gave all of my siblings money. She gave other relatives and other cousins and everyone money. Now you might be thinking, wow, Hans, you have a really rich aunt. 
No, that is not the case. She just believed in giving and she was just one of the most amazing people ever. Now, seeing this, I somehow internalized that because I saw someone making a difference by being extremely generous. So think back to your childhood. Think back to your upbringing. What did your parents say about money? How was your experience with money? How is it impacting the things that you do today? Because believe it or not, it is having a tremendous impact on the life you're living. And if you've picked up some negative money habits, it might be time to acknowledge it so that you can address it and move forward. Uh, because the moment you get into a relationship, you are essentially bringing two individuals with two different beliefs and making them one. So then you have to find a way to be able to compromise with regards to the topic of money. Otherwise, there's just going to be this continuous cycle of money disagreements and it will continue to repeat itself. And friends, don't think that you are immune to this. No two people are alike. Most couples are more likely, as the research shows, to attract their financial opposite. So then don't be oblivious to this conversation that we're having. The topic of being financial opposites is something that I'm working on with my wife as well. So then with that, what do you do moving forward? I believe one of the most important things that you can do is even though you will have a joint account to be able to take care of things like, you know, the bills and all of that, I believe you should have individual checking accounts where a small percent of your money, whether it's 10% or 20%, is deposited into so that you can have some financial autonomy, right? So with this 10% or 20%, if one couple wants to invest more money or if the other wants to pay off debt or if one wants to give money to family or the other wants to save more money or the other wants to spend extravagantly, it doesn't matter. It allows you both to be able to achieve your financial goals. And so friends, remember, financial opposites attract, but later they attack. I hope you found this podcast episode to be beneficial. As always, sharing this episode with a friend is the biggest compliment I can ever receive. And the easiest way to share it is by copying the link and forwarding it via a text message to one of your close friends. That truly would be the biggest compliment I can ever receive.